Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Monday and it is the day after the Super Bowl, which means we got a lot to talk about. So hang with us. Let me start off by thanking our great partners who make this podcast work every day. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we love being in business with you guys. I'll start off with Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. I'm not sure if you were there yesterday watching the game, um, but if you weren't, that's okay. You, we're open all the time, man. And you can play blackjack, poker, other table games. You can have a great lunch or dinner at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Somebody said to me yesterday, they're like, is the Kung Pao chicken at Sammy's really as good as you say? And I said, dude, it's better. I don't even know why they're so good at Chinese food when they're a pizza place, but it's incredible. Um, the parking is easy. It's free. You don't have to schlep to walk in. The place is smoke-free, and it's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. So for anybody that's new to the podcast, I talk about Seven Mile Casino every day. Here's their QR code. Have fun. You're a winner. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, Seven Mile Casino, and their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Uh, let me talk about prize picks because now football season is over, and we're all into basketball season. I got brand new copy here from Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. So. I played yesterday and I tried to play six players at a time on both teams during the big game, but um, it didn't really happen for me because I keep, I, I want to root for, for guys to have more yards, more touchdowns, um, you know, more completions, more receptions. And I actually played yesterday for the first time ever. I played less on Isaiah Pacheco to have less than 68 and a half rushing yards, which is weird because he's won for me every week. Um, but I played more on George Kittle to have more than 50.5 receiving yards, and he was practically shut out of the game. Um, now you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks, um, and you can turn $10 into $1,000. Now, I know that sounds crazy and it sounds hard, but you got to know the game. And now we're all in on basketball season. And I didn't realize this, but there's like this community section where you can play prize picks um, along with some of your favorite people like you see on TV commercials, like rapper Meek Mill. I didn't know that. So this is all new to me, but here's what's not new to me. You can use Apple Pay to make your first deposit and they match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So have fun, enjoy yourselves out there. Uh, I'm going all NBA now because, you know, I really thought I was going to go deep, deep, deep into the Super Bowl and I didn't do it. I, I kind of went, I kind of didn't go as far into it as, as I thought I was going to go. So, um, and I didn't lose. I mean, I kind of, I didn't really win a lot, but I didn't really lose a lot. So I'm in, I still got my account going and I'm ready for, I'm going all in on basketball now. All right, let me talk about something else. See these guys right here, Athletic Greens. These guys are great partners, AG1. Um, and here's the thing. Yesterday I was at a casino. There were hundreds of people. I'm shaking hands. I'm hugging it out. I'm sharing food on plates and stuff with people, some of whom I don't really know. So you got to be careful out there because I hear about people getting sick and I want to make sure my body is as strong and as healthy as possible. All the nutrients, all the minerals, all the superfoods, all the probiotics, all the vitamins and everything you need right here in one pack of AG1. It's going to cost you less than a cup of coffee every day. I told you a story last week. I ran into a guy, told me I inspired him. I said, what did I do? He said, well, you talked about having one cup of coffee and then you go right into AG1. He goes, and I have like four cups of coffee. And he said, I'm getting a subscription to AG1. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And for those of you watching, you can use the QR code right here. Get a subscription. You're going to feel the difference. And you got to do everything you can to protect your body. Because I know for me, I work out every day. I lift weights. I do my Peloton, but I don't really eat all that well. I get everything I need right here 
from Athletic Greens AG1. All right, um, I'll talk more about our great partners at halftime, but it's the day after the Super Bowl. Let's get rolling. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Monday afternoon. It is the day after the Super Bowl. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're just getting onto the radio airwaves of 1090 onto television tonight, part of the Cox Your View Network all throughout Southern California. You got us on all the different audio podcast platforms and home base, YouTube, where the Chatlins are all going to get involved today. And we're going to have a big crowd here today because a day like today, the day after the Super Bowl is the kind of day where everybody wants to tune in and everybody wants to listen and watch and hear what we're going to talk about. Because, listen, I'm telling you right now, the whole world is talking about what took place yesterday in Las Vegas. And by all accounts, uh, and Alex was there, obviously, Las Vegas is the kind of city that handles a Super Bowl no problem. And again, the city of Las Vegas looked great on TV, going to get more Super Bowls there. The stadium held up perfectly. The field was no issue. Uh, just everything as a television viewer, I loved it all, man. From what I thought was a very boring kind of first half, which was not really well played necessarily, thinking that things would loosen up in the second half, which they certainly did, getting to overtime, which is a big story today on Monday, that the Chiefs were prepared and had a game plan for overtime. And frankly, the 49ers admitted themselves they kind of didn't really know the rules and therefore didn't have a great strategy going in to the overtime. And we'll talk about all of that because let me tell you something. The last play of the game, the play that won the game, I'm thinking to myself, call a timeout. Slow things down because you still may have to kick the field goal to tie and we may go into yet another overtime. But that was the whole point. Kansas City was prepared rather than thinking to themselves, let's call timeout. Let's take our time. How many plays can we get off? What do we need to do? They knew what they were going to do. That's coaching. That's preparation. And I'll just tell you guys this. I loved it all, man. I didn't really see very much of the commercials. I think there was that one commercial that with like Ben Affleck and Tom Brady. I couldn't even, I don't even know what it was for, but generally I didn't really feel like I was into the commercials at all. But the halftime I thought was great. And I'll admit it. Hey, I'm a 53-year-old white guy who's about to be 54. Okay? And you know what? Usher's first couple of songs, I was like, I don't really think I know those songs. But as it went on, and as Alicia Keys came out, and then, you know, other artists like Ludacris, man, nice fro, Luda, looking good. The guitar player, I didn't know that was her. I, I just knew that she was somebody. Now I know that she is her. There were parts of it that I didn't know, but then the end of it, when I was like, oh man, this is going off. I thought the roller skating thing was super cool. The costumes, all the integration of other artists, I thought it was great. But the game itself, the game itself, to go from a slow first half to an exciting back and forth second half to overtime that comes down to the last play of overtime where one team has a plan and the other team doesn't even know the rules, and the guy who scores the winning touchdown goes, I blacked out and didn't know we won the game. Just, I love the Super Bowl because it's pure Americana. I do. But I'll tell you one thing, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say hello to the guys. I cannot believe I'm going to admit this to you guys, but I'm going to tell you the straight-up for real truth, homeboy. 
I watched the first quarter of that game with, but with my phone in my hand, watching the waste management open in Phoenix. When most people on planet Earth, other than the people who live in Phoenix, don't even know that the PGA Tour has an event, I was watching because my boy Charlie Hoffman was at the top of the leaderboard. He was 21 under par. He's 47 years old. He hasn't won an event on the PGA Tour in like eight years. And he was sitting atop the leaderboard. And then whoever the guy is who came back, tied him at 21 under. They went out and played two holes. And Charlie, unfortunately, came in second. But I've already spoken to him like three, four times. I know you guys want to hear from him. We'll get him on the air this week. Charlie Hoffman, brother, you actually had me watching golf yesterday rather than the first quarter of the Super Bowl. So congratulations to you. Grande, brown man, good afternoon, fellas. What are you, some uh, some initial thoughts, man? I've given you a whole bunch. Alex, what do you say, man? Yeah, for me, there's two major events that I've been to that I was like, well, one way less than the other, that being the MLB All-Star Game. There's two things, those two that I'm about to say, that don't need to leave cities anymore. The Major League ba Baseball All-Star Game should always be here in San Diego. Fact. Fact. Number two. The Super Bowl should never leave Las Vegas ever again. And I've been to nine. I've been to nine, I think. I think by my unofficial count, between nine or ten all over the country. Yeah, I didn't go to New York, but no, it's never going to go there again. Like, dude, Vegas is made for Super Bowl week, Radio Row, every party. They're, they'll never sell out of hotels. They'll never not be an Uber to pick you up in two minutes. Like, Vegas was designed to host everything that the Super Bowl had to offer. Every club was packed with a musician. Every casino was full. Everybody was busy. I was there for F1. This That was nothing. That was minuscule compared to what I saw last week in Vegas. Particularly on Thursday and Friday, it was pandemonium, as you would expect. And it is it was beautiful. The stadium can hold it. Stadium looked great on the outside, looked great on the inside. The grass held up fantastic because they shipped it in from like Oxnard or something, some place in California. It was amazing. Legit amazing. And no, we'll get into the game. There's plenty to talk about. But just my initial thought of being there, and you brought it up, Scott, it should never leave Las Vegas. In I know you have it scheduled in New Orleans next year. Great. I know you have Ugh. it scheduled back in LA. I know you have it scheduled for whatever. Stop it. Vegas only forever. Nice. Nice. Hey, Brown, you say, oh, I'll tell you this right now. Um, I know I've already made my plans next year because right now Mardi Gras is happening in New Orleans. And I only know this because my daughter who goes to Tulane has cautioned me, dad, you're going to see pictures on social media. You're just going to have to live with it. And, and I'm living Locker. with it. I'm living with, I, no, I don't want to block her. Brown. Unfollow I wanna, her for a week. I don't want to yeah. unfollow her because I want to be able to know what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. But she is living. The, and by the way, this the, Tulane, like the school kind of like shuts down for Mardi Gras and they cancel classes and everything. And I just but next year I'm going to New Orleans, which I, by the way, I've been to probably two or three Super Bowls in New Orleans, which I love. You say, oh, I think New Orleans is a great city for a Super Bowl. Mar I already said if you go to New Orleans next year, I'm going to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in fact, what we should be doing if we were smart is we should start looking now to rent an Airbnb now for next year. No joke. <laughs> Um, yeah. and we'll get a big place where we can all stay. But um, when your daughter sobers up, tell her to look into it. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's already there. <laughs> That's good advice. Um, but here's the one thing I wanted to say this, and then I want to hear what Browner's initial thoughts are. The Super Bowl, I, I love your opinion, Alex, that it should always be in Vegas yeah. because not, it looked so great on TV. The yeah. international audience is like, I got to go there. People in America who've never been are like, I got to go there. And by all accounts, the week was incredible from all the celebrities that want to go to that city. Celebrities don't want to go to Indianapolis. You know, they don't no. necessarily want to go to Dallas. They don't necessarily no. want to go to Atlanta. They or don't New want Orleans. to go to New York. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yes. I, I mean, Orleans, honestly, dude, Phoenix, if you did, if you did LA, Vegas, Miami, yes. and those three only, right. that's it. Right. Great. But, but here's the thing. The reason, as we know, maybe Phoenix. Well, but but again, Phoenix is not a great it's Super even, Bowl city, and it's not even Phoenix. No, it's way the hell same out way, right? yeah. the same and way Santa Clara is oh, not yeah. San Francisco, right? You know? And it's far yeah. out. I mean, the stadium yeah. is far out from where yeah. all the festivities take place. But I'll just say this: you know, and I know that one thing the NFL is not going to do is they're not going to stop bringing Super Bowls to LA for a couple of different reasons. One, the NFL was obsessed with LA forever. Two, the greatest stadium on the planet resides in LA. Three. All the NFL league offices and network offices and everything else. Yes, New York is home base, Madison Avenue. But outside of SoFi, the building, the NFL network building and the and the executive right. offices, L.A. was an obsession for the NFL. They got it and they built it and they're they're going to keep on going back over and over again. But I'm with you. The, the if, if you could do Miami, uh, L.A. and Vegas, that's plenty. Yeah. That's you don't need Phoenix. You don't need New Orleans. There'll never be a fan base that it's going to complain. Oh, right. I got to go to Miami. Well, oh, I got to go to LA. You know, LA, they might, they might complain about LA. They're not complaining about Vegas. What you're saying about yeah. Vegas is dead on. Like yeah. Vegas is built for that level of an event, a world-class event. You will never yeah. run out of hotels. Every city you can run out of hotels. Every city you got to stay 10, 20 miles from the actual event. Las yeah. Vegas is all up one street. There's, there's enough clubs, there's enough restaurants for everybody to feel important, for everybody to get a table, for everybody to get a bed, and for everybody to pile out when it's time to have fun and going on back in when it's time and to because, lay down. And because of that, it actually makes it affordable for fans to show up. Yes. Like, yeah, it was expensive. Like, I guess it was expensive, but you could find a hotel for Friday, Saturday night for like 300 bucks a night. Dude, in the other NFL, Super Bowl cities, good luck, dude. Yeah, the, the NFL, like when, when we go into these things, just for everybody, when we go to these things, the NFL actually forces you to buy hotel rooms through them, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, hey, look, you have to have a minimum of like three or five nights, whatever Wednesday it is. Wednesday through Sunday or through Monday. Right. And then you have to pay this much because the NFL mm -hmm. does deals. Do you know that, that we were going to book our own hotel rooms like outside of the NFL for like $65 a night? At the Luxor. I'm not saying it was some fancy hotel. Hardly. No, that's, this is not, but that's where the media was. Right. This is not the Bellagio. But <laughs> right. but like in a normal city, if you put it this way, in the old days, or even if today, if, if the Super Bowl came to San Diego today and the main media hotel was the Grand Hyatt in downtown San Diego, there's not any extra rooms. Mm -mm. The Luxor is like, wait, you don't want to buy through the NFL? We got $65 rooms for you if you need to. Right. Come on, get some. <laughs> Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, yeah your ceiling's going to be hitting your head if you come up, if you wake up a little too early, you know, but <laughs> right. you, you we got this room for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fantastic, man, and I'm glad that you got I'm glad I was right because I was like, yeah, this has to look great on television. So it for did. you guys to say that it looked great on television, yeah. that's awesome because on the, you know, boots on the ground, 
it was incredible too. Yeah. Like it was yeah. incredible. And Alex, let me tell you something really quickly. Um, Cause I, I want to hear what Browner thinks just in terms of first thoughts on game and, and festivities and everything. Um, you did such a great job last week and Brown, Absolutely. you and I, you and I got to be the beneficiaries of being back in Southern California, back in the comfort of, you know, your home. I was in my LA studios, but between I'm telling you between Bobby Flay and Burt Kreischer, like nobody care. Okay. Look, sports fans, San Diego sports fans, they cared about Antonio Gates. They were offended that Correct. Antonio Gates was not, you know, a, an automatic home run for the Hall of Fame. And for everybody that tells me that it was because of a steroid suspension in two, 2014, I went and looked it up. Um, Julius Peppers was also popped for yep. performance enhancing drugs. So, and, and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I don't buy that it was the steroid thing. There's more to the story. I don't know what that story is. I really would love to have James Lofton on this week because he's a Hall of Famer. He's in that room. And I wonder if he would be willing to tell us. But I'll tell you, man, Bobby Flay, my daughters went crazy on Bobby Flay. And my my friends, uh, female friends went crazy on Bobby Flay. And the number of dudes, young guys that went nuts on Burt Kreischer, you know, I was blown away. Now, sports fans were pretty obvious on, on Antonio Gates. I mean, these are just some of the highlight interviews from last week. Right. But that's content that will live long beyond just this past week. And uh, great job, man. Just absolutely mm -hmm. great job all the way around. Thanks, man. Yeah, we figured that out. I think maybe when I jumped on board with you, we saw the changing landscape of Radio Row. We saw how like corporate everything was becoming. We saw how every NFL player that walked around had some the same thing to sell or some random thing to sell. So we started trying to find off to be in Pat stuff. And I think it's just worked for us. Yeah. Know? And like, I, and I read all these like radio blogs from, you know, people in the industry that say, you know, what it's good to be there because it's good to be in the industry, right. but it's bad content on air. And yes. I thought last year, I thought, I thought last week, what we did was very minimal number of interviews. Gates wasn't promoting anything. Flay has a couple of restaurants, big deal. He barely promoted them. Kreischer had a show. He barely promoted it. Um, Akbar Baja Biamila, he promoted something that I actually thought had some value to it, which mm -hmm. was, you know, some credit related stuff for people. So honestly, like I, I thought it was a great week. And I think that doing your show, the regular show, with adding a little bit of flavor from the Super Bowl. I mean, I think that's the way to go, man. I really yeah. do. Guest after guest after guest is no good. I don't. Then think. that's how you get Debo Samuel, right? Which ended up working out, but you know, just because we made fun of it. But then right. all the, his entire PR team yelled at me for about a week on email. So I know. they're like, "Scott's yeah. such a dick." But that's why. That's why last year so or whenever in LA, <laughs> yes, that's it was Debo. Got, it was right. a dick off. Yeah, right. right. It was. <laughs> Who's a bigger dick? Right. Yeah, Debo or Scott? I think he won. Yeah, 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 yeah he did mm -hmm. beat you. Brown, what do you think, man? Like yesterday, you're watching the game, oh you're watching the presentation and everything else. What? Give me uh, initial thoughts before we actually get into any details. Because the game was so incredible and the finish uh, was so amazing that the game actually takes precedent over everything else. You know, commercials, halftime, whatever nonsense. That The game didn't have a loser. Patrick Mahomes won the game. Without getting into any statistics or who did what, the game didn't have a loser. Greatness won the game. That's what you saw. And normally we all rush to, because this is the industry that we are, we rush to say something is this or something is that. If you watch that game from end to end, you got an opportunity to watch a master at work. It didn't look good right away. It was like watching a, a brilliant boxer. Just go, this guy's bigger than me. This guy's probably stronger than me. He's a little bit faster than me. So I got to use what I know. 
to figure him out by the end. And that's what it was like. Because in the beginning, San Francisco was on them. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't really figure any, figure out what to do. They couldn't find Kelsey. And then it was like inch by inch, he started figuring it out. And when he got rolling, it was the they said, oh, they should, they shouldn't have, they should have took the kickoff. Well, there was nothing you were going to do to stop him. You there was nothing you were going to do. He scored the last four possessions. He was eight for eight overtime. You don't see guys perform like that at that level when they're expected to. The the truly, truly great ones do. The truly great ones do. And we when we got a chance to truly witness a master at work, the 49ers were better. The, the, the Ravens were better. The Bills were better. And it was cold as hell against the Dolphins. <laughs> he figured out a way to win each and every game, and he wasn't favored in all but one. So at this point, just appreciate what you see. Because this that was unbelievable. It doesn't always have to be 40 points or 400 yards. That was a master class in quarterback. Yeah. Period. Dude, yeah. his final two Super Bowl drives. So first back-to-back champion since the Patriots did it 20 years ago. Uh, so last year when they played the Eagles, he orchestrated a 12-play, 66 yards, five-minute drive that gave the Eagles eight seconds left in the game. Field goal to finish it off, right? Yesterday, 13 plays, 75 yards, seven minutes, 19 seconds, walk-off touchdown. Ooh. Right. And, dude, and, walk and, off. and, and the, the best part of it is, is, you know, Browner, what you're saying is right. I mean, people are having this conversation today that Patrick Mahomes is already the greatest quarterback Stop. to ever play, you know? Stop. And and look, you, we can talk about Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls. And we can talk about Joe Montana back in the day, Terry Bradshaw. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying guys who have a lot of Super Bowl rings. Yeah. The, there's nobody that we've ever seen. And, and look, there's a lot of great young players right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson's amazing. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know the kid down in Houston is going to be really good, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. You know, we got a bunch of young kids coming into the league now that are going to be amazing, I think. Um, but we've never seen anybody play the position the way Patrick Mahomes Ever. plays it. But, but I just want to say one thing, though. It's not football, to me, is one of the great – team sports like i don't yes. think there's i don't think there's anything else not basketball not baseball i don't think there's any other sport where it really really requires a team and what the chiefs have is not just the best quarterback and maybe the best guy to ever play the position they've got probably the best tight end maybe that's ever played the position mm-hmm. and and the way kelsey in the first half was shut out and we see him bump Andy Reid, which I can't wait for NFL films to release, like what was being said, you know, because he's up. mic'd up. He's mic'd yeah. up. Uh, Kelsey is the best tight end. Andy Reid today is the best coach in the NFL. Now, you can say, well, yeah, he's got the best quarterback. Fair, totally fair. That, but that's like saying that Phil Jackson wasn't the best coach in the NBA because he had Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, whatever. When it comes to preparation, and adjustments and building a staff and all these other things. Andy Reid, he's been an NFL head coach. I, I got to really look back, but it's probably been 25 years, you know? And through the year after year after year, 
highs, lows, wins, losses, you know, uh, victories and failures, you become great at what you do. And what the Chiefs did yesterday that the 49ers did not do was a masterclass in coaching as well. Because yeah. in the final analysis, the, the, the very end of it all, the Chiefs were prepared for overtime. They had a game plan. Their players talked about it after the game. And you know what? The 49ers, shockingly, were not prepared for overtime because they were very candid after the game. I didn't know what our strategy was because I didn't even know what the rules were. Think about that. Think about that. Can we can we revisit that though? Yes, of course, because it's that. a big part of the story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because listen, our 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 great friend Jim Nance did not know the rule either, and Tony Romo definitely did not know the rule. Thank you. And yeah. Alex Padilla definitely didn't know the rule I, at all. I didn't know either. No, okay, so <laughs> let, well, let's talk about that coming right back. Stick around, everybody. We're just getting going. It's the day after the Super Bowl. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. You're looking to play blackjack, poker, and other table games. Have a great meal at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar in a completely smoke-free environment and only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. That's Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. So much more to get to. This is Kaplan and crew. Great friends. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Our post-Super Bowl broadcast today. We are being presented by Prize Picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. I don't know if you guys played prize picks yesterday. Um, Browner, I tried to go for the home runs like you like to go for, and I Absolutely. was close. I was so close, man, on a big home run. I was so close. But then, you know who really let me down yesterday? And it's my own fault. Pacheco. Was, no, Pacheco actually did right by me. Listen to this. So I really? took, Here's why. Because I took Patrick Mahomes with the half-yard passing, which prize picks gave us that gift. Right. Layout. I took I took Pacheco to go less than 68 and a half yards rushing, which uh -huh. I never go less than. I always go more. You listen to us. I know. I went Travis Kelsey. But don't get me wrong. I hedged on a completely separate. Play. Oh, OK. okay. I, I took Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I took Travis Kelsey to go more than 49 and a half. That was a demon and goblin play. Mm -hmm. I took Brock Purdy to go more than 199 and a half uh, uh, passing yards. That was a demon and goblin play. This one was a smart play. I took Harrison Butker and Jake Moody, one of the two of them, to have a field goal longer than 48 yards, and they the, they had three field goals of 50-plus yards in the game. The, the, we saw the two longest field goals in Super Bowl history yesterday. And Harrison back back. Butker, dude, yeah. Harrison Butker, Butker hit that 57-yarder, and it was a bad ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a bad, bad ball. He just line-drived yeah. it through. Nope. That but dude I, was going to make it from the win yesterday, I felt yeah. like. Wherever yeah. you lined up, Butker, it was going yeah. in. I went five for five, and then I had George Kittle to get more than 50.5 receiving yards. He had four yards receiving in the game, four yards. You know who got me yesterday? Because you Sorry. guys know me. I do small, but I, I, because I feel like that gives me the best chance to win. I don't need yeah. a big payout. I just like the dubs. I thought I had it there at the end, man. I thought Kelsey was going to walk off. Yeah. Because I did, I did the Mahomes 0.5, obviously. I did McCaffrey yeah. rush receiving touchdown obviously he got that. he got that and then i was like kelsey touchdown i was like there's no way he doesn't get a touchdown mm -hmm. there's no I, way I he doesn't get a touchdown i thought this he same. had a big game he had big huge plays and the moment no was touchdown. there yeah but no touchdown man yeah i know Me too. i did break that dude's shoulder which it was so late in the game nobody talked oh, about yeah. but he 
he put his shoulder down Fuck and that ten. guy went flying. I uh I had a sixer going and I and when I tell you I was on the edge of my couch and when it went into overtime, I started I started rubbing my hands together because I'm talking about three uh, three comma with my units coming back to your boy. And nice. man, I tell you, George Kittle. I don't know what to do with you, bro. <laughs> I really don't know what to do with you today, dog. He was tough. I mean, man. I, 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 I knew there was a sneaky thing on Prize Picks the day of the Super Bowl because I went all demons. I nailed almost all my demons, with the exception of Kittle. I knew, I knew that Purdy was not going to be sixty-seven percent completion. I knew it when I snuck in there and I saw that a half hour before the Super Bowl. I went, no, 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 no. That's that's not gonna happen, and that was the only less I had. Mm-hmm. Nailed it, nailed mm-hmm. it, and all I needed was George Kittle, bro. I know he and let I, me down. Listen, he let I me down. I took work off. I nailed that one. I know, and I had another whole play going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see me this week. I had yeah. another whole play going. Listen to this. I took Mahomes for the point five passing, right? Easy. Okay. I took Pacheco. This is where I hedged to go more than the sixty eight mm-hmm. and a half. Okay, and he you know, only got the fifty nine. Uh, Kittle let me down because he only had four yards receiving. I had him for more. Uh. Um, Kelsey, I had him for a touchdown. He didn't have one. McCaffrey, I had for the touchdown. He did. And Purdy, this was interesting. I actually played Purdy to throw an interception because the number was 0.5 picks for Purdy. I thought that was kind of a a good one because I thought there'd be a lot of pressure on Purdy. He didn't throw any interceptions. So I I went five for six on one. I went uh, two for six on the other. And all told yesterday, I wound up, uh, I didn't do so great. But, But I did, I will tell you this, I did have the Chiefs to win the game and I had so you know to cover the point and a half and I'm not a Chiefs fan but I and I really didn't want to root against John Lynch but I just thought the Chiefs were going to win the game so I put my largest play of the season on Mm. the Chiefs I don't want to tell you how much suffice it to say though it was uh 10 units oh oh yeah 10 units oh 10 units. Okay. Yeah, big Look, player. Big player. When I, and and when, when they I, scored that touchdown, I jumped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 I, units. I went full demon on Patrick Mahomes. Two, 300 yards passing. At halftime, I was, it didn't feel like he was doing that well. He didn't. And I, he looked, at the, I looked at halftime. <laughs> he had 126 yards. I was like, wait a minute. He can make when this. that happen? Yeah, I know, right? He could do it. I do. Right. I want to say something related to Price Picking Isaiah Pacheco, but not. They, the Chiefs, there's no team in the NFL that works harder to get a yard. I know, when it's right? third and one or fourth oh, and man. one, they desperately need like a big running back because yeah. they don't sneak on Mahomes because he got hurt a long time ago sneaking. Yeah. Like, We're never going to do that again. So Pacheco, he's a great running back, but he's not a short yardage. I need a no. one yard run. Like Edwards Alaire is useless. Jarek McKinnon's a catching back. Like the, the Chiefs, I don't know how. But it might be time to do like the whole, hey, you want to win a ring? Come take the minimum sign with us. Like Derrick Henry on the Chiefs, that's like the missing piece of yeah. making them unstoppable, oh dude. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> you imagine? Hey, what's the kid's name? The white kid, the wide receiver from the Chiefs, number 84. What's that Gray? kid's name? Noah Gray. What, what is it? Noah, is it Gray. Noah Gray or Watson? Because they have No, two. Watson. Watson. Okay. This kid Watson. This kid Watson. Knock off Kelsey's. I, I didn't well, realize. One's a tight end and one's a receiver. Right. The kid Watson, the 84. That that kid, uh, uh, well, then I better check my, this kid had, um, he's won three straight Super Bowl rings. I didn't know this story. Um, He, uh, 
Watson's the wide receiver. Great okay, the there you go. Okay, so something good. Yeah. So Justin Watson, turns out this kid went to the same high school as a buddy of mine. And um, he was talking to me about it today. This guy has won three straight Super Bowl rings. He played for uh, Tampa Bay with and with Tom Brady when they beat the Chiefs. And he's been on the Chiefs the last two seasons. And, um, I mean, what an amazing story. I mean, I'm talking this guy's from a little tiny town, small town. You know, so for a white guy, wide receiver, Ivy from League. a small town. Yeah, where do you go to college? Penn. I mean, dude, what a story. I mean, there, and there's probably all kinds of other stories that we don't even really know about. That was one that happened. Mm -hmm. I, I caught this morning uh, so only because a buddy your, of mine let me know. You can get your rings like Horace Grant or you can get your rings like Scottie Pippen. Okay, let's you could be in the right place and win. Oh, Watson had some big Watson had some big receptions yesterday at the end of that game, man. Yeah, he really he also, did. Had a, he also had a big drop earlier in the game. So I mean he was a contributor, he's a big contributor to an offense where he's sort of under the radar, you know, he really is. So yo so let's, <laughs> sorry, there's let's, so much that's popping up in my head, like at the end of those games, like when Marquez Valdez Scantling caught a ball and ran right. back 12 yards. Yeah. Oh, Why? Dude, what, a Why? what a mess. Bro, go down. I was going to oh. say, Brad, at least he didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So let, let's go back to this because we have a lot of video and we've got a lot of audio and we got a lot of stuff we want to look at. But let's, dude, let's that was go the back. first time I think I've ever seen everybody go, What are you doing? Right. And he's right. like, Right. They had Chris Jones, the defensive Chris lineman, Jones. sitting on the bench. Get off the the bench. Like, what are you doing? Yo, I thought he was going to like go on the field and like hit him or something. <laughs> uh, I mean, give, the kid's trying to make a play. You know, I get it. Go yeah, down, but, bro. Uh, what go a down, mess. Man. So, so listen, let's go back to the story because today, Monday, one of the bigger stories that has come out of the Super Bowl um, is, is that the 49er players admitted they did not know the rules of the overtime. And Here's why. Here's here's why all this happened. The reporters are after after the game. They're asking. They're going, "Hey, man, what did you think of the strategy to take the ball?" So they flip the coin. The Niners win. They like, "We'll accept the ball. We want the ball first. Yeah. Why? Because during the regular season, the way it works is, you know, if you get the ball first and you go down and score a touchdown, is that it? it it's over. Game over. No. Okay, I thought both teams had to possess the ball now. See, in the regular season? In the regular yeah. season. But, no, in the regular season, that's still the rule. Okay, you're sure. Of I that. thought both teams get the ball. See, see I thought, not if you score not if you score a touchdown. Okay. See, I because a lot of remember a couple of years ago there was the game, and this was the playoff game where the, the Chiefs bus, were playing the, the Bills. Bus, yeah. Yes. And and the Chiefs got the ball. They ran they got they scored first in overtime. Yeah, and, but that was a field goal. Uh, right. They won. Mm -hmm. And and Nance, Jim Nance started to complain like very publicly. And he's got enough of a voice in the NFL to say this isn't right. You, both teams have to possess the ball. So here's the thing. If if you are the Niners. I don't think there's anything wrong with the strategy of accepting the ball first. But if you go down and you score a touchdown and now you have a seven point lead and Kansas City's going to get the ball back. Now they have to go score a touchdown. By the way, the Chiefs players all said, we already knew what our plan was. If they scored a touchdown, we were going to go score a touchdown, and we were going for the two-point conversion because we've been discussing that since training camp. But that's not knowing the rules, though. No, no. That's but, a different question. Right, but the players on the Niners in particular said they didn't know. Sid said that when they were asked, what did you think of the strategy of accepting the ball first? Because the question was, if, the, if Kansas City gets the ball and they spend the first seven and a half minutes and they score a touchdown, if you're 
the Niners and you get to third and short or fourth and short, you're not going to kick. You have to go for the touchdown. So right. at least you know what you have to get. So the, when the Niner players, like their their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, yeah. who, when, when he was asked after the game about the strategy, he actually admitted he didn't know the rules. Here, let, let's let's go ahead and play that, that video, Alex. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No, no, we haven't talked about it. No. Okay. That is a, and let me tell you something for as much as everybody thinks Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, which he is, that is an indictment on the head coach that, that he has not said to the team or prepared the team for fellas in the playoffs, the overtime rules are different. Here's our strategy. Our strategy is take the ball, score one way or the other, put the pressure on the other team, and and play for what they said was the third possession, which is kick a field goal, hypothetically, force them to kick a field goal, and now we get the ball and it's sudden death. There is a counter, right, that's the counterpoint, is that the counterpoint is, I Juszczyk doesn't help the counterpoint because it doesn't seem like they were prepared. But the counterpoint is, we get the ball first, we either score a touchdown, and then they get a chance to score a touchdown tie, or we kick a field goal, then they do whatever they got to do. But if they only kick a field goal and it's tied, all we got to do is go kick a field goal and it's over. The Chiefs don't get the ball again. It's not like a mm-hmm. the period has to continue. So that's the only counterpoint that anybody could possibly make is like, Shanahan was just under the assumption we'll score a touchdown. They'll score a touchdown. We get the ball next, and it's sudden death. That's the only counterpoint possible. But, but he but he didn't go for he didn't go for the touchdown. He he because right. he, he shouldn't have. Here's the problem with here's the problem he with here's the problem. Uh, the 49ers had just got walked down the field. Their defense was exhausted. You can't put them back out on the field. You can't do it. You can't do it. If Kansas City had just scored to force the game into overtime. So if you put them back on the field, they're going to give up a touchdown. And so then that puts immense pressure on, on, even though now you know what you have to do, Mm -hmm. but now that puts immense pressure on your team to score a touchdown. So I thought that taking the ball was the best course of action because they had, they had been able to move the ball pretty much all day and they moved the ball in the overtime. They just didn't get the they just didn't score the touchdown. There was no guarantee that you were going to stop Mahomes, period. But at least you knew our defense was going to get the best shot that we can give them in the overtime to combat him. Because Bosa was awesome all day. Armstead was awesome all day. Uh uh uh, uh Chase Young was awesome. They but did you, what but, they could. But but you know what though? Okay, but hold on. I agree with you. Taking the ball is a smart move. I still think it's a smart move. I did too. Because here's the thing. If you go kick the field goal, which they did, Mm -hmm. and then you create a fumble and you recover it. Anything. You you get an interception. You force them to turn the ball over on downs. You force them to kick a field goal to tie. The only thing you can't do is give up the touchdown. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you can't do because both teams will have had possession. Game's over. By the way, Correct. it didn't seem like the kid who caught the touchdown even knew because he said after the game, he's like, I blacked out. It was almost as if he didn't know, as, at and least you in the, the – You caught the game winning until He knew it was over. You caught the game winning touchdown. He knew they won because they had more points than the other team. Like, it I was know, over. No, no, but he 
he he this is not me telling you this this is him telling you this that, well, those were blacked his, out those were his words yeah he goes and and then i realized when mahomes came at me that we had won the game like he in the it, you know whatever it is a tenth of a second five seconds whatever it is i have that video too if you want okay i i do want to hear that but i just was looking at this you know um san francisco has the ball it's fourth and four on the nine yard line and they kick a 27 yard field goal that seems to be the smart play, right? Take the points. Absolutely. You know, it's a play but, before that that I have issue with. Okay, so the play before that, third it's, down play, it's third, third and four, four, right? McCaffrey's chewing up the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is equally as tired as the Niners' yes. defense at this point, and he did yes. it both at the end of regulation and his and his drive in overtime, where the smart play, just because, especially at the end of regulation, the Chiefs have two timeouts. It's a minute fifty four left. And I wrote this down because I wanted to talk about it. And then you both, both of the times on third and short where McCaffrey was chewing these dudes up, you pass it. And you don't even have a chance. You, they get they pressure you immediately. So you give Patrick Mahomes two timeouts, 154 at the end of the game. And then at the other one, it's like McCaffrey is chewing these guys up because they're so tired that you need to get, you, you probably want to get a touchdown here. And you just settled for an, a terrible incomplete pass again. Yeah, I thought yeah. coupling all those decisions together for me, that's where I will criticize Shanahan. Not just for one thing. It's for like multiple things that he did okay. that I just don't agree with. He's the play caller. He's the offensive guy. I just didn't like it. In the moment, I didn't like it. Not just, not today. Like in the moment, I literally wrote it down like, this is bad. This is the wrong call. Now, you're correct about Christian McCaffrey. He was going to be the MVP of that game if the Chiefs didn't win. because. He no, was, that was Jawan Jennings. Well, he he also too. had an amazing game. He also had an incredible <laughs> yeah. game. But it was, but it was you don't throw, you don't throw and catch a touchdown and not be the MVP. Right. Well, right. that was the longest throw I had ever seen in a game. It was like a Hail Mary. That thing was in there for a long right. time. And, and what was really bizarre was it looked like he was looking downfield, but then he came back and threw the ball across the field, which is how the play yeah. was designed. And, and, and I thought for sure as the ball was floating up in the air, that ball's getting yes, picked and taken to the house. too. You know, and it was half a second away from him getting crushed. Like he, right. he got crushed. He just got the ball out before he got crushed. Yeah. So, I, I, I want people to to hear me very clearly. Okay. Brock Purdy played a good game. He did. Okay? I'm not. I'm as I'm about to dump on him. I just wanted to be fair. He played a good game because he's good. He not great. He's good. Yeah, he's two on, years in. Oh, yeah. Cool. I wasn't the one saying, you know, he was he was this and he was that. I was telling y'all, he's good. He not special. Special wins that game. From here on out, you're going to need someone special to beat Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's beat him in the Super Bowl, and and uh 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 Burrow beat him in the in the championship game. You're gonna need special to beat him. So as much as I know, I feel like the 49ers will be back in that position next year, you're going to need special to beat Patrick Mahomes. But it's also not, not just from it. the quarterback, bro. It's also it's from your team because McCaffrey fumbled. Debo, brittle bone disease, cannot stay healthy. Trent Williams, holding calls. George Kittle, invisible. Like, so and, and, and I agree coaching, with you. Throwing coaching because, again, yeah. Andy Reid had his team prepared for the overtime. Everybody on the Chiefs knew the rules of overtime 
Everybody on but the Chiefs Scott- reported after the game that they've been talking about this since training camp. And when the playoffs started, they really started talking about the differences in the rules. You've got to say that that part of this is Kansas City had the better coach and the better quarterback. Yes, 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 yes. What, what I will... What I want us all to know, if you can hear my voice, the three of us have played high school sports. I've played high-level semi-pro basketball, college basketball. Scott's played NFL football. They're stupid guys on the team. It doesn't matter how many times the coach tells them. They're dumb. They're not going to get it. So this idea that they weren't prepared, I don't necessarily think it. I think that's being overblown because you said, well, I don't know. Well, like, I mean, he might I, just it wasn't be just dumb. Yushik. It wasn't just Yushik. It was a few players. Because some guys are just dumb, bro. I know, but I know, but I, I just feel like, I feel like what, what Yushik did though to his coach was he really made Shanahan look bad. Yeah. Because, because Reed looks smart. And again, but did you think Shanahan coached a bad game? Um. Well, I mean, I think Alex brings up a really interesting point about you know here you've got these third and shorts. And McCaffrey's chewing them up. I mean, they abandoned the run game in the second half. They abandoned it. I mean, there, there's no why. Sound when, familiar? When you're when you're when you're winning, when you're winning the game, the entire game, you're literally ahead. Why does Brock Purdy have 38 passing attempts? But he's a guy. No, not no, your, not your, that's not the not system. That's the system. No, no, but the system was broken yesterday. In my opinion, the Chiefs are a great defense. They are a great defense. And there, and I, I think we got to give them their flowers because the Chiefs balled out all year long. And and they're not there. The last they're night. not there last night without that Chiefs defense all year long. Absolutely. But in a game where you have a lead the entire time, when you have a double-digit lead early, basically the entire first half, why does Brock Purdy have 38 pass attempts? Why does any quarterback have 38 pass attempts if you're leading a whole game? Great and you question. have Christian McCaffrey. It's not a pretty knock. Killing, by the way. It's Listen, not a pretty knock. This to my, if, if you hear me clearly, it's not a pretty knock. That's a Shanahan knock. Kansas City, okay. Kansas City, and we talked about this on Friday. Kansas City had the better coach. They had the better quarterback. They had the better defense. I mean, just barely. And they had. Oh the no, 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 no. See, before the game, I wouldn't have said that. And I, by the way, I still don't feel like Kansas City had the better defense. I feel no, like I they don't. had the better quarterback. That was an outstanding game played by the San Francisco defense. All right, hold on, everybody. We got a lot more to get to. We, I mean, we haven't even broken into the vault yet of all the stuff we prepared. Stick around. We're talking about the Super Bowl the day after. This is Kaplan and crew. Hey, great friends. Just give me one quick minute here, a little, little halftime update. A couple of mentions. One, my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. So I think people are starting to come back now to wanting to buy houses. By the way, kind of hard to do. Here's why. Because if you bought a house five years ago, four years ago, whatever. Alex, how long ago did you buy your house? What was it, two years ago? Uh, a little over two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and do you recall what your interest rate was back then? Uh, 3.1. Okay. So think two. about that, guys. Think about that. If you have a 3% interest rate and you want to sell today, and you want to go buy something else, your interest rate's going to go from 3 to 6%, right? And I'm just giving round numbers here. And who wants to do that? Which is why there's such a small amount of inventory on the market, which is why the prices are so high. Because their houses just aren't for sale. If you bought a house three years ago, and your interest rate is 3%, you're not selling today to go to 6%. But if you're trying to get into home ownership today, and you realize it's at 6%, you do think, as Gary and the professionals will tell you, the rates are going to come back down. You talk to Gary. He's the professional. I'm just giving you, you know, what I've been told. And and 
you buy now and you're going to pay X, but then eventually you're going to pay X minus Y. So talk to Gary because home ownership is not as impossible as a lot of people think. And when you don't really know the details, you're just like, oh, I can never do that. No, talk to Gary. He's got programs for people that don't have big money to put down as a down payment. Talk to him. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Hey, one other thing I want to ask everybody to do, and Alex, maybe you could take us there if you can. Great. If you can't, no problem. Okay. But here's what I'd love everybody to do. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Alex's cousin, Dancy built our website and she really maintains our website. Not that it requires that much maintenance, but she'll always send me these Google analytics reports and she wants to see the numbers go up. Well, why would you go to our website? Well, all of our YouTube videos are there. All of our tweets, all of our Instagram messages are there. Alex, I don't even know if we can put TikToks on there, but if we can, we should. Uh, Cause you did a great job last week with TikTok. Plus our polls of the day, which Alex just passed by. And then there's our merch shop. Our merch shop has those great new hoodies and I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to release for you guys this week the date of our uh, cruise on the Yacht America. And if you're going to come to our cruise that day, man, I want to see everybody wearing Kaplan and crew gear. I really do. I'm not saying it's a requirement to get on the boat, not even close. But that you, the people who are going to get on the boat with us in March are our closest knit great friends. And if you're part of that group, you should be rocking some of our gear so that you can be out there telling the world about Kaplan and crew. Kaplanandcrew.com, the merch shop, the poll of the day, um, all of our content, everything is right there. Our newsletter you can sign up for. So visit our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Let's get to the second half of the show. Hey, great friends. What's up? It's Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. And like most of America today, we are discussing the aftermath of the Super Bowl last night, which I know how everybody gets like right away. Was that the greatest halftime show ever? Was that the greatest game ever? Um, I don't know if it was or it wasn't, but here's what I do know. Um, we're going to be talking about this for a couple of days because <laughs> the way this whole thing went down to have this sort of what I would call boring first half which turned into a very exciting second half, which turned into overtime, which literally came down to the last three seconds of overtime period number one. Uh, truly amazing. And, and the conversation we were just having about Andy Reid preparing his team, understanding the overtime rules, having a strategy versus Kyle Shanahan and his team saying they didn't know that there was a difference in the overtime rules from the regular season to the postseason and not really understanding their team strategy because they didn't know the rules. So uh, really interesting aftermath of the game, which is certainly an all-time great Super Bowl game. Get fir Bad first half, incredible Early. second half, and an even more amazing uh, overtime. Truly incredible. That was one of the worst first halves in Super That was Rams, was Patriots, bad. bad. Was like, that bad. was brutally bad. Like I was on my phone so much in the first half. <laughs> Like yeah, I I it was so bad. I actually forgot to even pay attention to the commercials. I can't tell you same a single commercial. Same, I know. I I also didn't pay attention to the commercials, especially in the first half. And I think I mentioned this very early on. Um, the first quarter of the game was so like uninteresting from a football playing standpoint that I had my phone in front of me and I was watching the waste management open. And I wouldn't have been watching it. I would not have cared. Now, maybe if Tiger Woods was playing in it and he was winning, I mean, maybe that would be interesting. 
nobody else in America even knew what was going on other than people who live or visit Phoenix because that's their Super Bowl Sunday tradition. Let's go crazy and get as stupid drunk as we possibly can, start fights with the golfers, roll down hills, have to be carried out of the course, have to have them shut down the course on Saturday. You could have showed up with a ticket and gone, I have a ticket. And they're like, well, we're not letting you in because it's too crowded and everybody's wasted. Uh, but to have Charlie Hoffman on top of the leaderboard our very own Charlie Hoffman from here in San Diego, who has not been, I mean, he hadn't even really been competitive. Yeah, he's been healthy. Right, and that's been the issue, is that he's been so unhealthy for so long. And then to hear the way the announcers talk about him, you know, oh, Charlie, nobody puts in the time and the effort into their game like Charlie Hoffman does. I mean, they just start kissing ass, you know, because he's doing really well. He's sitting there 21 under. Everybody else was like 18 under, got caught, went to uh, two extra holes, and the guy who won, and again, I, I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention to Charlie. The guy who won birdied the second of the overtime holes, and Charlie parted. And so uh, I think we'll talk to Charlie tomorrow. I, my phone blew up with people going, you got to get Charlie on. We want to hear from him. He made a lot of people super proud yesterday yeah. that at 47 years old, a guy who has not been real competitive over the last few years made this kind of a comeback. That was awesome. It really was. It had me watching in the first quarter. I was watching the Phoenix Open or the West Waste Management, whatever it's called. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into some of the the video of of what happened yesterday. You'll play it, Alex. We'll all have a chance to comment on it. The first thing that comes to mind is to me, Travis Kelsey. I, I've been watching like the um, morning shows earlier today where they show Travis Kelsey like in the parties afterwards. What's that DJ's name with the marshmallow head? What's that guy's name? Marshmallow him uh, <laughs> a, a marshmallow head guy yeah marshmallow marshmallow they had they yeah. had patrick mahomes and travis kelsey up there partying on the dj stand last night with marshmallow i didn't see where where taylor swift was that girl could have been exhausted for all i know i mean traveling the way she is yeah must be tough to travel in a big private jet by yourself with the bed yeah. and yeah right. she yeah. was behind him by the way <laughs> well yeah. she i didn't okay. see her yeah. I, I didn't see yeah. her so was his brother. Marshmallow? yeah uh, uh, what so do you what do you suppose the security was like last night for those guys? That yeah, after party like, was uh Marsh, I believe Marshmallow. I I I I saw chain smokers and I know Post Malone performed. Post well. Malone, by the way, Post Malone, my brother, listen to me. You know I'm scared of people who have tattoos on their face, okay? But Post Malone, between the tattoos and the grill, I mean, I give him credit. You know, he sang America the Beautiful, he played the guitar. I didn't know he was that kind of a musician. Um, and he was nice. He, I thought he did a good job. But between the the tattoos and the grill, bro, that's not a good look, in my opinion. Listen, he could have been the white Drake man if he didn't have them face tattoos. That's what happened. That's what happened, kids. You got to pay attention. You got to think about your future when you want to get a face tattoo. Okay. If yeah. Post Malone would have thought about his actual exponentially, exponentially how famous he could have been, he could have been a white Drake if he didn't have them face tattoos because he's nice. Post Malone was impressive. Yeah. No, I mean, he's like, really a he's fan. a real, he, and he's, when a I, I, he's a real musician. Like yeah. that, musician. that dude has range. It's not just like yes. some knockoff rap. It's like, yeah. he's done Correct. country. He did ballads last night. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, he's awesome. But, but the grill, face tattoos, dude, baby. Face, face tattoos in the grill. And then it was funny. There was a commercial later in the game and um, it's with that dude. Is his name? Jelly roll. Is that that guy's name? Yeah. Fat white guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um, guy. And he's got, and he got a whole bunch of face tattoos too. And so people mm -hmm. that I was watching the game where they're like, oh man, Post Malone, look at that commercial. I'm like, no, that's the other guy with the face tattoos. Mm -hmm. Other white guy with the face tattoos. Right. I think his name is Jelly something. And then people were like, Jelly uh, Roll. 
Yeah, face tattoos are a lot more common with the younger gen than I think we realize. They're gross, man. It, it is, but they're still stupid. Yeah, they're stupid. Like Mike Tyson knew after he got his. This was like, dumb. This was dumb, and I'm just and we all kind of just know it now. You know? But you're not gonna tell Mike that to his face. <laughs> no, hell no. No, hell no. No, no, no. no, no. All right, let, let me go back. So Travis Kelsey. Here's the thing about Mahomes. As great as Mahomes is, he does have teammates and he does have a coach. And <laughs> And those teammates, teammates, those teammates and coaches um, can treat Tony Romo. So, Great well, observation, saying, Tony. But, but what I'm saying is, is that is that he gets all he gets all the credit. That's the way it goes. Yes, absolutely. But but Andy Reid is an, a great coach. His defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, who by the way it drives me nuts when people call him Spags, like they're his best friend. Um, like Steve Spagnola is a great defensive coordinator. He has an excellent defense. He has a he's a great defensive play caller. He's able to make adjustments on the fly, et cetera, et cetera. So head coach, defensive coordinator, incredible quarterback, amazing tight end, um, incredible defense. All of these things contribute to Mahomes being top notch great. offensive coordinator, huh? Right, bro. Oh, yeah. How's that, Matt Nagy, mm. Browner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. But, Matt, but Matt Nagy wasn't calling them plays, dog. What y'all doing? What y'all yeah. doing? Matt Nagy wasn't calling those plays. He was coordinating. Yeah, but you know what? yeah, that's about it. But Travis Kelsey to be shut down the way he was in the first half and, and the, the tantrums that he throws. Don't call it a okay, don't call that a tantrum. When Tom Brady did it, he was feisty. He was fiery. That's what this is. No, I, 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 to me, to me, uh, Tom Brady threw tantrums also, you know, but, but Kelsey – <laughs> the way he goes bumping into Andy Reid. And I know Chris Berman after the game, which, by the way, where'd he come from? He's been on ESPN Plus this whole time, dude. Okay, that's very that's funny. I, 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 watch ESPN Plus. Yeah. I didn't know that. I really didn't. And I mm -hmm. love Chris Berman. But Chris Berman after the game is doing like this post-game show, which, again, I didn't even know it was there. I watched the NFL Network post-game show with Chris Rose and Maurice Jones-Drew and that whole crew. I watched a lot of Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I. I Chris. Am Brown, I weird that I don't watch anything? Am I weird that I turn it off? A little bit. A little okay. Bit. Okay. No, I mean, no. I mean, listen. I'll tell you right now. I got in my car after the game and I listened to the Westwood One postgame show. So you had, you had Kevin Harlan and you mm -hmm. had Kurt Warner. Um, no, he said he doesn't watch. He turns it off. He doesn't watch. Listen to any of it. You got no. in your car and you turned on to something. This guy yeah. turned off everything. I even I even was watching because um, I he had heard uh, on Twitter that um that Jim Nance had Beyonce set up the album? oh my bad no i heard that Jim Nance had set up uh Travis Kelsey with a you got to fight for your right to party which mm -hmm. i didn't know what that was all about you know like i i had to go onto twitter cuz i i'd already been in my car so i wasn't watching the cbs post game show so yeah i like to catch up to to all the post game okay. stuff yeah but yeah here's chris berman with talking about with kelsey about that feisty fiery tantrum all right now when you and andy reed had that what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, y'all got saw you guys saw that? What was the conversation well, about? Was it there were a few cameras? I mean, was it hey, I need the ball, I can help us win? What was that about? Uh man, it was uh I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic'd up tells the world, but uh I was just telling them how much I love them. <laughs> By the way, I, I that's an ESPN plus thing Berman's doing with Booger McFarland, is that right? I don't know if that was last night. I just know that that Berman has had his like NFL countdown or whatever show I, that's what? been on espn plus you know what credit to espn i mean chris berman is a legend 
And Chris Berman should be able to Nick Saban his, himself. Like he should be able to stay as long as yeah. he wants, given what he's done and what he's accomplished. And yeah. given all the platforms that ESPN has, yeah, keep him going. Um, all, that's them for him to do around there. Yeah, for sure. So that, I didn't that's think, cool. by the way, I didn't think the bump was the, the bump's being blown out of proportion, man. I really didn't think it was that egregious. I, Andy Reid's a big guy. Andy Reid said after the game he caught him off balance. So <laughs> that's why it looked the way it looked. <laughs> and he also said it's not the first time. Right. Uh, he Travis Kelsey wasn't getting the ball. They weren't calling his number. These other bozos were not showing up. So he went over and said, yo, all right, that's enough of them. When this guy fumbles the ball in the red zone, he had, had enough. Hey, it's time to just keep give it to me. Right. You know, it was also it was also he wasn't on the field for the fumble, and that fumble Correct. happened because the tight end got beat and was forced to right. fumble. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he um he definitely though made his case because if you're going to go up to your coach and you're going to scream in his face and you're going to bump him, then you yeah then in the second half you got to come through. And that was the thing about Mahomes. As great as Mahomes was, Mahomes knew. The guy I got to go to is Kelsey because Kelsey went from having, I want to say, like one yard receiving in the first half mm -hmm. to maybe like 90 or 90 plus. He finished, he finished nine with 93. Yeah. So 92 in the second half. Yeah. He had one, one catch for one yard and he, and he had eight receptions for 92 yards in the second half. There was also a point when number four for the Chiefs was yelling about something on the sideline and they showed Patrick Mahomes like kind of pushing him away. Because mm -hmm. I think so, he was open. Wide open. Yeah, the wide final open. play of the game before they kicked the field goal to tie the game. He threw, yeah. he forced it to Kelsey and Rasheed right. Rice, who was the standout breakout receiver for them, was yeah. wide open in the middle of the field. But mm -hmm. but what Rasheed Rice might not have known, and he will when he sees the film, is that the timing of the entire thing was thrown off because the center for the Chiefs yesterday was terrible. Now that's a oh little tiny oh minute detail of the game that no one's going to really remember. I don't even know why I remember it. But I, I remember very specifically Mahomes having to go down to get that ball. If the ball Multiple is snapped times. right in his hands, right. If the ball is snapped right in his hands, Mahomes is able you to maybe. All right, let's tell us what we're body, looking at here. His body is already trying to grab the the ball from the ground. Right, right. But yeah, Rasheed Rice is is, is pretty wide open. He Dang. is wide open. But <laughs> but look, a couple things. First, Kelsey's his go-to guy. That's number one. You number go two. To number two. The ball was snapped down on the ground. He has to go down and recover it. And three, you don't want to take the risk of throwing the ball across the middle when, you're, when your timing is off by a right. tenth of a second. You know? So I understand what Rashid Rice this, is upset this is about. A, this is like this, – this is the, the biggest game of their career. Like, it's not – just because they were, they've been in so many Super Bowls, I mean, they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. Rashid yeah. Rice, a rookie. Rashid Rice, the only good receiver that's been on the Chiefs this year. And so – Mahomes is putting his boy in place. That's a rookie dog. Like, like all that stuff to yeah. me, to me, we talk about it because it was on camera and it's, mm -hmm. and it's right. portrayed as a story. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you today when they celebrate tomorrow, when they're at the, we're at Disneyland and the Wednesday with the parade, ain't no one going to talk about Rasheed Rice being told to shut up. Ain't no, no one going to talk about Travis Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid. No. Yeah. Cause that's what happens on professional sidelines. We just don't see it. Cause there's not 165 cameras for every mm -hmm. game. Yeah. When you have people competing, at the highest level, putting their bodies on the line. You want to win. Because I, I don't think I've ever felt worse for a team as I felt for the 49ers. Because they gave everything they had. Christian McCaffrey gave everything he had. Magabosa gave everything he had. Magabosa.
Yo, that he D-line did. was so good. For as much trash so as we talked good. about Chase Young and that D-line, they played right. so he showed good up. yesterday. Right. right, big time. Yeah. They, they finally the, – the, the Niners finally played the game that you expected them to play against Green Bay and against Detroit. Yes, when, the and, and And they finally played. The only problem was for, for, for San Francisco, Green Bay has a quarterback who's a first-year starter. And Detroit has a quarterback who's good, but he's not Limited. great. You know, he's not, but he's not, he's just he's not special. Like used the word special, special earlier. Yeah. Jared yeah. Goff is, Jared Goff is a very good quarterback, but he's not exceptional. He's not special. He's not hall of fame <laughs> caliber. He's good. He's a really good starting yeah. NFL quarterback. And, and, and when if any have, of the three of us can tell you about good special yeah. versus special, that's me. Yeah. I right. have Kirk Cousins on my team. Yeah. That is a definition of what Brock Purdy could be right there. Well, that is, that I mean, is the stealing of good. Listen. Yeah. You know, the whole conversation we had last week with Antonio Gates about him not making it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I had so many listeners contact me and say, hey, dude, if Gates doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, especially as a first ballot guy, if he doesn't get in, what is that going to say about Phillip Rivers? I go, hold on, time out. What do you mean? What is it going to, what do you mean? What's it going to say about Rivers? I go, Phillip Rivers is a really good quarterback in the history of the NFL. That's all. That's all he is. He's not getting in. He's not a Hall of Fame player. And now, now you may laugh at me and say he'll, he'll eventually get in. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. But Mm-mm. Eli Manning's going into the Hall of Fame because he got two Super Bowls. You know, and John see, Elway, Dan Marino went into the Hall of Fame because Dan Elway was a completely different sort of a player, um, and and made he Dan changed, Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah. Sorry, Dan Elway. Dan Elway. Dan no, no, Elway. Elway no, no. But I'm going into I'm going into different guys. Elway okay. won Super Bowls. But Elway was a completely different kind of player. Marino was was a guy who, in many ways, changed the passing game in the NFL. Phillip Rivers didn't do that. Phillip Rivers was a very good quarterback. But when you think about the quarterbacks that he played in his era, there's a bunch of Hall of Famers, and he's not he's not close to those guys. Yep. Not in terms of wins and losses, in terms of yards, maybe but not in terms of wins and losses. I mean, Drew Brees has a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning had a couple. Uh, um, you know, Brett Favre had a Super Bowl. I'm just thinking off the top of my head of guys. He he, he played in an era of great quarterbacks, and Phillip Rivers was a great player, but he didn't win a Super Bowl, and all these other quarterbacks did. That's why they're Hall of Famers, and he's not. He played in one I AFC just, Championship game. Yeah, You're I right. You, I don't think Phillip Rivers is a – you think he's a Hall every, of Famer, dude? Everything you're saying is true. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will get in. He will get in. Because I, I, this is just a me thing. Yes, Eli Manning did beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. Yes, he did. Eli Manning is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's, he, he, statistically, he's, it's a struggle. The Super Bowls do it. And he, Philip Rivers and this had a, is where Philip Rivers had a better York, career as a passer. If Antonio Gates was a tight end for the New York Giants or the New York Jets. He'd have gotten in. 100%. Period. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. But but Philip River. Okay, but the bottom line is this. Let's not get <laughs> off track. I mean, it really it really comes down to, you know, again, last week people were upset about the Antonio Gates thing and and how we got off onto this tangent. I don't even remember. Go Go to the final play, though. See, this to me was one of the most interesting parts of the game is that as the clock is ticking down, you know, the, the Chiefs had the ball second and seven on the 49ers 10-yard line with 50 seconds to go. Um, 
Mahomes passes to Kelsey. Kelsey picks up the first down. Now it's first and goal at the San Francisco three-yard line, and the clock is ticking and moving. And I'm going, mm-hmm. why are you guys not calling timeout? Like, <laughs> why would you guys out. not slow the thing? Because if by yeah. chance, let's just say hypothetically, Mahomes overthrows him. Let's say he underthrows him. Let's say he hits the kid in the hands and, and, and the kid drops the ball. There's no time left. Right. Like why they didn't call timeout, but they were so calm. It was like a basketball team that, you know, there's only a, a couple seconds left. And rather than call timeout and huddle and think about it and let the defense prepare, you know, they just, no, keep going, keep going. Oh, they acted like it was the end of the first or third quarter, which so, it yeah. was. Right. Because the <laughs> rules, I had no idea. It's just going to roll into another overtime. But if there's enough time to get the field goal unit, if the if the clock stops and they have to kick the field goal, yes, then it's going to roll over into another quarter. But if the time if the clock runs out, it's over. Now look, the game I guess officially ended with three seconds to go, right? Because right. because yeah. by the time he if if we look at the play itself, Alex, if you put the play on the screen, look at the clock. If you run it back one more time, run it back one more time. When the play starts. There's six seconds to go. So if the kid drops the pass right there and there's three seconds to go, they bring the field goal unit on and they they tie the game. Mm-hmm. But to me, 50 seconds, you get the first down and the next play is first and goal and there's six seconds to go. I was shocked they didn't call a timeout. What I hope we play on this show is Jim Nance's call because I loved it. And oh, I don't Tony have Romo it. Stepped all over it. Jim Nance need to have oh, a conversation with Tony man. Romo, man. When when you when you call the play, then that you let it breathe. You let the energy of the moment. You let the ambiance of the sound. I don't remember take it. over the call. I don't remember it. I got right. maybe Alex can pull it up. All right, stick around, everybody. Maybe Alex can grab it. Um, I don't remember it. I actually don't remember Tony Romo's ruining the call. But maybe you're right. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Um, all right. A bunch of other things happened in this game. We haven't even so touched much. upon because because the game was so good and was so interesting. We. We have not spent one second. I've not said the name Taylor Swift on today's broadcast, which, by the way, Please seems to offend to. so many people. God, I can't believe how many people are so upset at how Taylor Swift is featured. During... Who are the other people in the suite with Taylor Swift, by the way? We haven't talked about Usher and his halftime performance. Um, and there's a lot of other audio and video that Alex has for us that I think we should definitely take a look at. All right, stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Before we hit this break, I do want to remind everybody, if you're thinking about home ownership. And you think to yourself, hey, you know what? I don't have the money for a down payment. Just call Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. Talk to him. There are loan programs out there for people who don't have the big money for a down payment. It's not unachievable like you might have brainwashed yourself. Talk to Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. Still much more to go. Stick around. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What's going on? This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We've been talking about the the Super Bowl all day. But interestingly, um, usually when you talk about the Super Bowl the day after, it's the game, it's the commercials, it's the halftime, it's the presentation. And honestly, the game was so good. And there was so much I would call it football nuance to the game that we've spent the entire broadcast talking about the game rather than 
the 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 festivities around the game. And I don't even know if today we'll get to Usher or Alicia Keys, which by the way, just I'll make a quick comment on Alicia Keys. You know, Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys lives in San Diego, you know. You guys know this? Yes. I mean, okay, Alicia Keys yeah. lives in San Diego and her kids go to school in San Diego. And she's got a bomb house, man. This house is in La Jolla and it overlooks the ocean. And I only know about it because I used to hike up that way and I would go, God damn, look at that house. Whose house is that? And people are like, oh, Alicia Keys just bought that house. So she lives in La Jolla. She has this bomb ass mansion and it overlooks the ocean. Her children go to school in, in San Diego County. I'm not going to tell you where they go to school. Not that it matters to me, but I, I don't need to publicize her business. But what my point is, is this. She's a regular mom. She drives her kids to school. She drops them off, gives them a kiss, picks them up after school, you know, and, and the people who go to school there, they know, hey, that kid over there, his mom's Alicia Keys. And mom shows up at night when there's an event going on and she's a regular person in La Jolla. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she's on the stage at the Super Bowl. And she's doing her thing with Usher. And can you imagine when she goes back to the school? Like, can you imagine these kids going, hey, look, I know that Stevie's mom is supposed to be like some music star and she's got a big song with Jay-Z or whatever, you know, but they saw these kids. Can you imagine these kids seeing Alicia Keys on the Super Bowl going, yeah, she was at the basketball game last week or, or the yeah. mom's going, yeah, I was with her at the PTA meeting last week. I mean, it was, it's such a funny thing to think that, you could have a regular life. Let me get out of Hollywood. Let me go down to San Diego where honestly people know who I am, but they don't really care that much. And let me put my kids in a private school where, you know, there's lots of other rich people. Um, can you imagine her going back to the basketball game? People are like, Oh my God, I saw you in the house. I love that outfit girl. You know? And then uh, one guy I saw on Twitter go, Yo, Usher, take your hands off her. That's somebody's wife, bruh. <laughs> Man, tell that tell that buddy to log off an ex, bro. Well, y'all never seen a movie before? Y'all never right. seen hey, TV, acting before? I know, it's it's funny, called performing, man. fool. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Uh, I mean, I would say that because he was so disgustingly sweaty. I'd be like, can you back up a little bit, though? That's like, different. you really? Yeah, like, do you need to drip all over my all over me? My man can dance, man. And I'll tell you what, I could give Usher some credit. We'll, we'll talk about it later on, but... We get back to this game, dude. My man Usher coming out on the roller skates. He almost fell one time. <laughs> he almost lost. He it didn't. He did not time. nail that slide. He yeah, did not nail right. that slide. But he went between that dancer. Yeah. I, I don't even. Was it? No, that was Will was? I Am. Oh, it was Will, Will I, am? I Am. Is that who that yeah. was? Don't be going between another man's legs. Yeah, Usher. yeah right. I, I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. But yeah, Will I Am had on that like mask, you know. And then he tried to like slide between Will I Am's legs, and I was like, oh, bro, Ow. you gotta be, you gotta be careful, dog. You hurt Skates, Will I Am. We're talking about Usher now because I'm down. You are? Yeah. Because really? I feel like I owe I feel like I owe him an apology. Oh, really? Thank you. Yeah. Why, Thank you. Me. Here's the thing. Because if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna perform at the Super Bowl halftime, most people don't know your songs. Make it entertaining and that they might come listen to them. For if, if you didn't know Usher's music to start at that halftime show, you're interested now. You, well, I, you're I probably admit, not a fan. I, I, I admit, like, the beginning, the first, I would say, like, two songs or three songs, until until Luda came out. I knew every song. I knew every of song, course but you, I, and I you know what? And a lot of people who were around me, they knew all the songs. And I'm right. like, you know, I feel like I know, I, I, I assume that Usher could have probably done 15 minutes of his biggest hits that even a guy like me would have known. Right. You know? And he did songs that I guess you have to be more of an Usher fan. 
because I'm telling you, man, I'm being honest about it. First few songs, I just didn't know them. But I love the singing. I love the dancing. I love the costumes. I mean, he, my man can dance. I mean, he, he, Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson type dancer. So I'm coming at it from a completely different perspective because I am an Usher fan. I just haven't seen Usher do anything of note for a very long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So one thing that I completely forgot that our brains love is nostalgia. So Brown Browner, I apologize to Usher because I forgot how many of his songs were part of my teenage years. Like yep. when he started singing Confessions, Burn, uh, My Way, like all the songs that I was like, I completely forgot about Alicia Keys and my boo. I could like everybody knows, yeah, everybody knows, yeah. But every single song he played yesterday, I knew every word. Every yep. single word, every single song, I knew every single one. I knew it was Jermaine Dupree. I knew it was Will I Am, Lil John, her. You know, I knew everything, and I forgot as a human that when you forget about something and nostalgia is thrown in your face in such a beautifully done way, you're mm-hmm. gonna love it. So I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm like, listen, I don't know how many people, the, the hundred and some million people that are gonna watch this thing, love it, but I know my generation, dude. It where was. Where was your okay? So just walk me through this. So yeah. Usher comes out, and then um the first like other artist that like I immediately know that it's Alicia Keys. I mean, yeah. if if she's not sitting at the piano, I probably don't know it's Alicia Keys, to be honest. Okay. Then her, I didn't know that was her. I didn't know she was her. I didn't know that at all. I mm-hmm. I really did not know. Is that is that what she's famous for? Is she considered like this world class guitar player? Or is she a singer? Like what's exactly her no, deal? She's, she's a singer. She's a singer who can play the guitar. She's a better mm-hmm. singer than a guitar player. Because man, I mean, she had that you know sort of Eddie Van Crush Halen thing, slash though. moment. Mm-hmm. You know? that. Okay, so where's Jermaine Dupree? Where does he fit into all this? He was the one wearing is... the. Oh, that's not Will right. I Am. Am I, no, no, no. Am I Jermaine Dupree was the little guy. The yeah, little guy. He was the guy who looked oh. little on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. When you look little on TV, bro, you little. Jermaine okay. Dupree was the guy wearing okay. the shorts with the boots. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have to, I do have to admit, it took me two seconds to realize that wasn't CeeLo Green. He was so little. He was so little. Yeah. Jermaine Dupree to answer Scott's question. Look how there he is. <laughs> he's <laughs> a baby. So... Jermaine Dupree is is the producer for most of these songs. So mm-hmm, when you yeah. see Jermaine Dupree, Jermaine Dupree basically discovered Usher mm-hmm. and Ludacris. Like he played a massive part in the sound of Atlanta mm-hmm. throughout its creation in hip hop and R and B. So that's why where, is that where Dupree Usher's from? Is he an Atlanta guy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got it. Because you know what was funny is yesterday I was I was God, doing Jermaine some. Looks little. I was working out yesterday morning and I was like, let me turn on like mm, Spotify. Little, little. And and put on like you know that's Super Bowl halftime stuff. So that's Will I Am right there. We're looking at yes. Will I Am right. Okay. Because yeah. people so, thought it was Kanye at first. I was like, Usher ain't that crazy. Yeah. So okay. So Will I Am. All right. Let me see what else we're looking at. So okay, we've seen Jermaine Dupree. Will I Am. Okay. So Luda, by the way, Afro just kicking. Luda, looking Space good, boots. dog. Yeah. Hey, that outfit was gotta help. I gotta say, listen, I can attest, Lil John. Looking great. Those epic yeah. works, dog. Yeah, man. Because he was, yeah. he got big for a while and he looked slim and, and he looked great yesterday. What's Lil yeah. John's like most famous song? That yeah. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. It is. Yeah. Um, or Get Low. 
I'm just trying to think. Probably I, I feel like I saw Lil John. Now You've I got song. I got to figure out Shots? the difference between Lil John yeah. and uh, and Lil. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Okay, first of all, turn yeah. down for what's great. So Scott, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm not gonna bring Why? what you just said. Why? Just let it, just let it go. Are they are they both okay. not African American hip hop artists? What'd you say? Who? You Lil, Lil John Wayne. and Lil Wayne. Listen, to, what you know, Scott, the originator of face tattoos? Because you don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna share this with you to help you yeah. out in the future. Lil Wayne okay. is, if not the greatest rapper of all time, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Wait, so, who is Lil John? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Okay. Lil Wayne is as little time, as. I can't even understand anything he says. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to do this right now. Uh, what are you not going to do? I'm not trying to I'm fight not, you. Not, I just didn't think I that was. Not. A... That's why. That's why I said I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to get mad. Okay. I will, I, hear, I hear you. I hear what you said. I, I respect your opinion, and I'm gonna let it just be that. I don't have an opinion. I was asking a question. I'm looking through my phone. I I am almost sure I've seen little little John. I'm like almost yeah. sure I've seen little John in person. In person? Yeah. Now, Lil now, Wayne is the dude that that would go and argue with Skip Bayless right. on on yeah. Wait, That's but, Lil Wayne. Yes. Okay, what is what is Lil Wayne's most famous song? Pick one. Hmm. There's a song called Bling Bling. He's on Bling Bling. <laughs> He's on. What'd you say? No, I was, I was I was just gonna say was his next was that song called Pick One because that was gonna be Scott's question. No, it wasn't my question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. uh uh, Miss Officer, like Louie's got a lot of records, man. A lot of records, a lot of records. Okay, lot. Okay, I'm just looking. looking I'm I'm just trying to figure out. I've seen one of these two. I've seen somebody, Lil. Um, I just didn't know There's who. A it lot was. of Lils though. Lil Wayne, Lil Yachty, Lil John. It's a lot of Lils. Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> I think you said. You know, like, I think you said you know, this. Be called uh, Lil Bow Wow though. Last week, Browner. I think you said because I brought up. Uh, Justin Timberlake, and you said a line, and I can't remember. We're like, there's a difference between being a good dancer and learning how to dance, or something like that. Yeah, and like last night, it was so evident because I, as soon as Usher started dancing, I looked to my wife and I was like, This is already a million times better than that crap Justin Timberlake did in Minneapolis, right? Like, right, because like, that's how Justin Timberlake tries to dance like that, correct? Movements of the feet, and like it's not like these elaborate, like coordinate, coordinated, or whatever they're called, right. But it was so obvious that the choreograph that dude is just a good. Uh, he's just it's a good natural. Dancer. Yeah, it yeah. He guy can guy can smooth. dance. Justin Justin Timberlake dance moves they look rehearsed. Mm -hmm. Usher's dance moves look smooth. They look right. natural. Like it just comes to him. And all right, I'm trying to figure Lil out. Don't get us take it down, man. This is Lil John. That's Lil John. That's okay, Lil John. so was Lil John who? Okay, so I saw Lil John. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Um, up in Sacramento, um, it's a couple of years ago. He played after a Kings game. Uh, get out of your mind! Yeah, get out of your mind. Does this look like Little John to you guys? Is that uh, you can't see? Can't that. see anything, dude. What are you doing? Are you get closer. <laughs> Here, I must full screen you. Go for it. That look like Little John to you? Yes. That looks like a blurry picture, man. All right, I'm gonna forward. As someone with 2020 vision, that looks like Little John. All right. So, so here, just his hair back. hasn't changed. His so go back to the beginning, true. though. The, the beginning. So it goes like this. So Usher comes out. Then he's got Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. And by the way, all we never heard of any of this before the Super Bowl, right? Like all I knew we Alicia heard was, Keys was going to be there. You did? How? Yeah. Just through the internet. Okay. So I know all I heard was Usher. 
I didn't well, realize. I figured Little John and Ludacris were going to be there because that's oh, a you big did. song. Yeah, that, I knew yeah, Jermaine Dupree was going to be there because if you don't have Jermaine Dupree at that show, that's like not having Dr. Dre at the uh -huh. Super Bowl when Dr. Dre was stupid was at the Super Bowl. Like, what about Will I Am? I don't know how he got there. I think he was lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% uh, Lil John. What the hell? Yes. Okay. All right. I just yeah. sent you a picture. Here's Lil John. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing there. Will and then, I at what point? Out. Because uh, he came out in a full, and I could see why he was sweating, because he came out in a full-on blanket. Right. And he came out with gloves, long sleeve, blanket, vest. Like, this dude was dressed like it was snowing in that mm -hmm. stadium. Mm -hmm. And I don't know at what point, all of a sudden, his nipples are out. Well, he took off, well, he, first he, he started was, stripping down piece by piece. Right. And then know? it went like the Michael Jackson one glove, then it was like a vest, and it was just a tank top, and that tank top got ripped off. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, nipples are back. You know, free hey, Janet. Right. Right, right, yeah. uh, right. America has no problem. If a black woman shows her yeah. nipples, we got problems. Right. But if a black man shows his nipples, uh, listen, I'll bet you the middle of the country was probably like, oh, my God, Wilbur, do you see that oh, black yeah. man's nipples? I just right come now. home from church. Yeah. When they when his shirt got ripped off, did you yeah. notice how far back the shot started coming from? No, I oh, didn't. Did you notice how far, how quickly they clipped away from that shot? Exactly. Yeah, really? when that yeah. shot when that shirt came out, they backed all the way out. Yeah. Really? All the way out. Because yeah. they knew he wasn't gonna be on stage for long. That shirt right. came out, and the camera was like, All right, go to something else. Go to somebody else. Middle America, Jennifer in Wichita emailed the FCC last Didn't night like about it. Usher's nipples and the thrusting that he did on Alicia mm -hmm. Keys. One hundred percent. It was Jennifer, it wasn't Karen. Well, Karen gets played out, but I do see like a Jennifer, an Estelle, maybe. An Estelle? Um, I don't yeah. think there's very many Estelles anymore. In no. Wichita, Kansas, there are not in San Diego, California. Oh, really? Ethel. 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 No Ethels. There are no Ethels mm -hmm. left. No Ethels. No Ethel. There are no uh, Ethels left. There's oh, nobody the in Ethel left. Here's why it's Marianne? not an Ethel. Because if there's an Ethel, there's no way she knows how to email the FCC. That's true. Right. Is there a Marianne? Marianne? I don't know, man. Because I had an Ann Ethel. And she ain't mm -hmm. here no more. Uh, what about that picture, though, of, <laughs> of, of, of Usher next to her? And he's shirtless. Oh, there you go. So he was shirtless with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How old do you but think this... Usher is, by the way? 40-something. He looked good, man. That brother could get I mean, down. And I was trying to figure out at the beginning, like, how, 45. Could, he, how could he possibly be singing like this? He just did a if... residency in Vegas where he no, no, was no, no, doing no. this. All the what time. I mean is, I was like, how does he sing and, and dance like that? Yeah. You know, because, like, to me, listen, dude, if I walk up my stairs, I'm out of breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bruh, listen, if you thought Usher was good at singing and dancing, you should watch Chris Brown. He backflips mm -hmm. and dances and sings. Yeah, Alex said he got canceled. I'm, I'm out on Chris Come Brown. Come on, man. You know why. You can't be doing that. Come listen, on, bro. That was a long time ago. If someone Love gave it. me herpes, I'm going to lose never it, forget. too. Yeah. <laughs> he never forgets. Never forget. You can't beat up Rihanna, and then all of a sudden, I got to like just be cool with you. No, thanks. If she gave no. you herpes, would you beat her up? Nope. Oh, come on, dog. Now, what, now that's why he did it. Chris All Brown or Usher? No, I'm, well, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. okay, let's go on. Let's move, let's on. move on. Okay, so let's listen, I, you know what I actually thought though. How about, about this era? How about you know Reba? I, well, you know, you know what I thought. <laughs> you know what I thought at one point though. I was like, I was like, you know, this this halftime show is so good, and there are so many artists hitting the stage, and T Swizzle is up in that suite. And she's become such a part of the storyline of the Chiefs. She played her part. I actually thought to myself, is there any chance of any kind that 
he's about to put Taylor Swift on the stage. Not, no, I didn't know, no, not that there's any right. connection. No but who, let me ask you guys a question. Who are the people that are in the suite with Taylor Swift that I don't know who they are that look cool? They, they look like rotating. They well, look I only rotating. know one. I only know I one. I know them all. You do? Uh, I know mm -hmm. this one on the right. That's Who's Blake that? Lively. Wait, that she's girl right there? Yeah, she's married yeah. to Ryan Reynolds. Okay, that yeah, girl right there. Fine, that, girl, that girl right Ooh. there. There's one part that's, of that's the game. That's a woman right there, boy. She's fine. There's one part of the game where mm -hmm. I, I don't remember if maybe they scored or maybe it was the last play. And they go to this the booth and they show Taylor Swift and they show that girl next. Who's that? What's her name? Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Okay, Blake Lively. Okay. I didn't know that's who it was. I thought it was like one of Taylor Swift's girlfriends. Uh, I didn't realize she's a movie star yeah. also. And she lips. Star, yeah. oh, okay. She lips. Shut the F up. Like you mm -hmm. saw it on. Did I just play that? Watch, right watch, here, watch yeah. her mouth. Watch her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the girl on the other side of Taylor Swift? Who's that? I thought that was Haley Bieber, but that's not her. Justin Bieber's Haley wife, Bieber. but that's not her. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know if his wife or his sister. Not her. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Who Who are the... Um, I know who... that... Uh, I, I, I'm trying to figure it out because I know I saw on TMZ, Lana Del Rey was there. And she Where? got like trampled in the celebration because she was like, <laughs> you know, when like sports fans show up and, and where non-sports fans show up to things, they don't know what's happening. And like all of right. a sudden when the Chiefs did a walk off and that entire suite goes crazy, you just see Lana Del Rey. Who was is she? Is she the black girl with the orange hair? No, that's no. Ice Spice. Uh, someone told me that was something called Ice Spice. Yeah. I don't know what that is. No My idea. wife told me what that was. Okay. I mean, who yeah, she I didn't was. know who or what that was. Who's the girl that who who's the girl that says? So if you look at right here next to the on the left, hold on, I'll play it again. See this girl on the left right here getting trampled? That's Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Is, yeah, trying to get her phone out. Yeah, she's a big she's a big singer. She's good. Okay, and who? Yeah, she's she was the, nominated for Record of the Year. And who's the girl that's the movie actress that's next to Taylor Swift? Who's Blake that? Lively. Blake Lively. Blake, I don't know who she is. I'm writing these names down so I can look who they are. Blake Lively nice. was in one of the a movie that I and I'm trying to remember where she was like in this ongoing. She was in the like, town. She was in the town. That's right. She was in the great movie town? town. No, you know, Alex, I tried to watch this weekend on Saturday on Friday night. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch Barbie because you told me Barbie was pretty good, as I recall. And How far did uh, you make it? I made you know the part where Barbie is going from Barbie land to like the real world. Yeah, when it gets serious. That's where it's kind of when it gets serious. Yeah, yeah. Right. You don't want I was gonna. I asked. I was talking, Scott. We had a conversation this morning about Super Bowl. So I was talking to my 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 family this morning to check in if they watched it. Turns out they did. Didn't mm -hmm. think they would, but they Ooh. were. I was. I was having a conversation about halftime, and since Jay Z took over, it's been very hip hoppy. Oh, dude, it's it's all right. Like hip hop artists. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Rihanna, Usher. Yeah. yeah. Like, is that? I, I and it's been my generation, so I've loved it. Yeah. I didn't love that Rihanna was pregnant. And it was kind of boring, but I love Rihanna. So. Is this just? Is it going to be like just halftime shows just built for me now? Forever? I think I think that because Jay Z's involved, not complaining, and, be, and because remember the, the Jay Z got involved after the Colin Kaepernick disaster when the NFL was like we're too white, and Correct. you know we got we got to bring we got to bring diversity, and they're like okay, well just give them the halftime show. You know what I mean? That's the kind shield. of the way. <laughs> kind the of the way. Yeah, that's what that's happened. True. That's what happened. That's the, that's the short version of what happened. Right. The shield needed another shield. Right. Yeah, so they right. Say, oh, we got right. JD. Yeah. Everyone right. like Jerry, JD, right? You, you could imagine Jerry Jones going, give him the halftime show. Yeah. Fine. You know, yeah, we're never <laughs> gonna see the we're never gonna see the who again. You know, we're right. never gonna, we're never gonna hear, you're not gonna never. see Paul McCartney. 
Bruce Springsteen. Right. No, yeah, the, no. American rock and roll guys are no longer welcome. Done. Yeah, we'll never see time. Jelly Roll. <laughs> I don't even well, know. You what might see saying. Jelly Roll. You might no, see ain't Jelly no Roll. Country. Ain't no country music. Beyonce happening. got two country songs out right now. Post, you might Post see Malone. Jelly Roll. Post Malone. That's the closest we get. All right, everybody stick around. We got a lot more of the game itself to get to. And uh, for everybody else who's with us on podcasting, we're going to go get uncensored. Stick around. All right, that's going to do it for today, for Monday. Um, I'm sure there's still more meat on the Super Bowl bone for the rest of the week. But um, I'll tell you guys, um, I talked to Captain Troy this morning from the Yacht America. And right. I feel like we have a date solidified now wow. for, for our uh, our holiday party. Our holiday party. Our, yeah, our so, New Year July party. July 4th? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, it's not that far out. It'll happen in Q1. It's going to happen in March. And right. I'll tell you guys, um, yesterday, you know, I, I had to work yesterday. And I say had to work. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was good. It's just a long-ass day. Because um, I And now I'm so, this is why I'm so glad the football season is over, man. I've been doing a lot of driving, a lot of schlepping around. And um, yesterday I drove to Yamava Casino in Riverside for my when I was playing L.A. Cap. And um, I didn't get home last night until like 1030. So I left my house at like noon. I got home at 1030. And if I told you how much money I made yesterday, you'd be like, really, you're doing that amount of time and effort and driving and for that amount of money? You'd be how many units? Surprised. Not very. Put it this way. I think I made more on the Chiefs yesterday than yes. I made. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Uh, that place anyway, looks dope, though, dude. I saw your like the, the screens looks like crazy. It's, it's a great yeah. place. It really is. And the people there are terrific. But um, there were several San Diego great friends that showed up. Um, shout out to Miss Molly. And shout, shout out. out to Tommy Tommy. I must shout tell out. you guys, Tommy Tommy brings little Cappy the puppet. And there was this um, female police officer from Yamava there. And she has, I don't know what it's called. There, I can probably figure it out. She has like a, 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 no, a no, 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 a taser? no, 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 no. You guys are doing a great job. That's not what I'm talking Shotgun? about. Nope. Hmm. She boot? has a, she has a thing. Um, it's a, I'll tell you what it's called. A it's she called, has a, she have a real badge. No, yeah, right. real badge. Because I mean, you got a badge. But that ain't. <laughs> you guys are not going to believe this. Give you a sticker. No, you guys are not going to believe it. <laughs> this woman had a, a sickness. She had. What are you doing? What? No, yeah, true story. Why would you okay. let us do that for that long? Because you guys <laughs> wouldn't stop. Because you guys wouldn't stop. I was you like, were okay, looking it story. up. So right. We were yeah. time. This woman had a case of puppophobia. Come on, man! I can't. Is that real? I did. I'm. I'm googling it right now. Puppophobia. Fear of puppets. The fear of puppets, settling in next to the more common fears of quorophobia. Do you guys know what that is? Only because I just googled it. To, yeah, it's a, it's a fear of clowns, and pediophobia, which is the fear of dolls. It's an extreme version of a common human reaction to puppets, one of trepidation, caution, and disconcertingty. So this cop, dude, I swear to you, this cop had this, this fear of puppets and she couldn't be near the puppet. Oh my God. So she had, so the two cops there where they were like standing there and the one cop, she had to like move like 15 feet away or so. So the one cop female says to Tommy and little Cappy go over there and kind of get in her face. And like, she was like this, she, I'm like, stop. She's a cop. We need her. Shoot you. <laughs> right. We need yeah. her. What if she goes down? You know? Yeah. Oh my God. It was crazy. So. Uh, but, but Miss Molly was saying to me, 
um, hey, when is the boat trip? And I was telling her that I've kind of got it nailed down for March. And then I talked to Captain Troy this morning and it looks like we it looks like we got a good date. So I'll, I'll start to get into that a little bit later on. And as the week goes on, a couple of quick notes for everybody. Um, you know how I have this whole like hang up about people who, who take their birthday off from work. I think that's really that's, like unprofessional used to have that hang up. So yeah. now you're taking your birthday you, off, which you've is you've been taking that you've been taking your birthday off since we started this couple podcast. Years now, brother. Well, the birthday yeah. off thing is this. It's now um, my birthday's on a weekend. Oh, this week. So, yeah. so you got to take days off. <laughs> so I got to take a right. couple days off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So um, let's see. So we'll. I know for me, I'll be in uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You guys got the show Thursday, Friday, and then I'm actually coming back Monday. No, we and got then, the show Thursday. Okay, right, because Friday we're taking yeah. a day off. And yeah. Monday's taking a holiday. Monday too? Are Monday's a off? holiday. Yeah, Monday's a holiday, so we'll take that day off too. Um, and then and Tuesday through. time off. Is, are you taking off the following week after I yeah. get back? Okay, so yeah. me, me and Brown are. You are? What? If you're taking that week off, I need to know because then I need nah, to kind of you know I gotta, how, you know how I get down, bro. Iron Man, Iron Man over here, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so just uh, hang with us. We're gonna um, take a little take bit of time off because it's baseball NFL, now, right? Post NFL. If by the way, it is baseball. There's uh, yesterday as you're talking, you're talking about watching the waste management open. I'm following the Padres on Twitter, and they all the players, pitchers, and catchers reported yesterday. I saw my dog Ethan Salas already, young fella. Mm -hmm. Um. The only reason I'm bringing all this up is because I'm telling you guys. Dad, by the way, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I'm that old now. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you how do you guys feel? Kids. Yeah, I do. Um, but I've said this to you guys before. I'm going to start adding some stuff to the show here in the next few weeks. I, I'm going to get through this week. I probably will get through the next week after that. But then, like early March, I'm going to start adding some more shit to the show. Stuff that I think will help. Not T-Pain. But I mean, if you know him and we can have him on the show, that'd be great. I'd love to. But um, people that I I know that I tried, that are, Ron, I tried, tried what? That was the guy we were supposed to have on Tuesday. T Pain. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's two that bailed on me. That's T Pain and Oscar Deloya. Yeah. I don't know why, why Oscar bailed. I, I didn't even see him. I don't even know if he was there. I don't know if he ever confirmed to to actually show up. Did you see on Radio Row there was like a get down between like this fighter? Is it Ryan Garcia? Yeah. Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. Dude, those guys, that was so staged. Of course, it's boxing. Yeah, it was so staged. Remember yeah. when we were at the Super Bowl and uh, Guzman got into a fight with uh, Guzman uh, and uh, uh, Masvidal? Yeah, in yeah. Miami. Yeah. yeah. But even yeah, that was also staged. very scripted because they were there at the same time. I didn't, hear anything. I didn't hear anything from the Thursday um, WWE press conference. Did yeah, you? I didn't end up going. I ended up going to the Sphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You probably right, listen, choice. We got to go. Did, I, I, did we talk about that on Friday? Friday was yeah. a blur to me. Did yeah. we talk about how, like, how impressive it is to climb that shit once you're yeah. there? Like, but Browner, of course. Okay. Browner okay. I'm not going yeah. yeah. to yeah. It was <laughs> not impressive. Right. It was not. All right. I got to go because now again, <laughs> I guess, dude, I got to fucking drive back to, I got to drive to LA. I'm going to drive to LA now and I'm going to drive home tonight so I don't have to go back to LA all week. So I'm going to go do a post-Super Bowl show up there. So I got to go. All right, listen, I love okay. you guys. Bye. Appreciate you guys. We out. Ah. We're back tomorrow.